This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. All right, welcome back here at Osprey Cove Golf Club. Brent Martineau along with Austin Lane back at the Action Sports Jacks studios. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. And uh, it is Masters Week, so why not be at uh, some golf courses? Had some things going on up here. Osprey Cove, by the way, uh, part of our Dream 18 card and one of the great values, really, on the card. You know, I've been at two places this week. I was at Amelia River Golf Club, uh, just down the road, actually, on Monday. And here... Uh, today, you purchase the Dream 18 card for $69. If you play just these two courses with the card, you'll save 80 bucks. So that sounds like a pretty good deal to me. Um, that's uh, kind of the nature of it. There are six other courses on the card as well with discounted golf, so you'll save even more. Plus free stuff, a free shirt from Baker Sports, a free hat from Dome Hats, a free smoothie from Smoothie King. Uh, $69 this week. Uh, we're doing that because of the Masters, and it's a big golf week. So go check it out on ESPN690.com. While you're there on ESPN690.com, vote for our Honda the Avenues Athlete of the Week. We have a uh, new set of nominees uh, representing softball, baseball, and flag football as well. That's right on ESPN690.com. Support the local high school athletes and vote for our Honda the Avenues Athlete of the Week. Brent Martineau here, Austin Lane there. All right, Austin, here's the deal. Yeah. You're, you're, uh, you're an athlete. You're, a, uh, you're an habitual person uh, because uh, of, of what? that by nature. Habitual. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah, I didn't yeah, yeah. swear at you. I just was saying, <laughs> no. No. I got you. I got you. <laughs> so uh, habits here. Habits. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm a creature uh, of habit. I think we all know that. I drink the yes. same smoothie at the same time every single day. I I require a habit. Yes. Yes. And you play defense, so you don't have to worry about audibles that much, right? Uh, so I'm a little concerned for you here because we're audibling a little bit today. Uh, usually we do the Shockier Mock segment around 4.30, yeah. but we have Daniel Jeremiah coming on at 4.45. I want you to give uh, have ample time. I mm. want him to have ample time. Mm. And so I feel like right now is the time to do Shockier Mock if you're ready and you're willing and you think you can rise to the occasion. First of all, don't call it an audible, okay? You're, you're bumping me for Daniel Jeremiah, and, and that's fine. I don't know how many T-shirts Daniel Jeremiah is handing out. I can't wait to get one, apparently, because apparently this guy is more of a big deal than my Shock Your Mock segment. And that's okay. I come ready, but let's just establish some ground rules right now. It's not an audible. This isn't a change-up. I'm getting bumped. Uh, yeah, you okay. are. Good, good. Well, well, no, we well not either. You're getting bumped or you have like six minutes to do it. Getting bumped. One of the two. Get, getting, no, I'm, I'm getting bumped. I'm signing up for it, and I'm getting bumped. So how much time do I have right now? Yeah, about 15 minutes. Let's get want. it. Uh, and I'll take it, Coos. Let's go all in with it. He is none other than the Shaq Master. We're going to Shaq. Yo, Mark. We're going to Shaq. Yo, Mark. don't you think? Shocking. On a Shaq. Yo, We're going to shock, yo, Mark. Shocking upset. I feel shocked. Shock, yo, Mark. We're going to shock, yo, Mark. I am shocked. I mean, I am shocked. That's what I mean. I am. Okay. Circadian rhythms are all messed up right now. Because I am a creature of habit, and it is 4.05. I'm feeling tense. I'm feeling on edge. 
And I was hoping today that we could get a nice, easy, casual, yoga-esque mock to shock. And by the way, I just bit my tongue. That's how I went, because I just literally bit my tongue. I'm not even lying. I think my tongue is bleeding. He is so thrown off. I think my tongue might be bleeding. <laughs> Anyways, hang on. Uh, anyways, we uh, we don't get that today, everybody, because we have a mock from Matthew Rank, Rank, Rock, Rank, and it's the same as his uh, same as his Twitter handle, Matthew underscore Rank. I get, I don't know, Rank, Rank, whatever it is. But listen, I would go easy on you, Matthew. You got a nice picture. You know, I think you have a significant other in that picture, a family member, whoever that case may be. You look like a nice couple. Looks like a nice family. But then you bring that Jimmy Neutron haircut into that profile picture, and you start calling me out saying, forget ASMR, we need a rage room. Hashtag shock your mock edition. Oh, I'm sorry, Matthew Rock. <laughs> you want to... You, you you want a rage room when my circadian rhythms are off right now? Coos, give me this kick. Hang on. Give me the camera. How do you think this kick? Coos, who is this camera? Uh, yeah, you just pulled that part. Yep. I'm, yeah, here oh, we go. Here, okay, I don't care anymore. Hey, I'm going gorilla mode today, everybody. We're, we're going straight up gorilla mode up in here. I'm off the charts. I'm unhinged. Check this out, Matthew Ronk. You want a rage room? You'll get a rage room. How does my breath smell right now? I had a lot of garlic in my smoothie. Hopefully you can smell that coming through the video. So let's get into it, Coos. Thumbs are up. Our button's ready to roll. Because I'm fired up today. Circadian rhythms are not even on point right now. Hey, Daniel Jeremiah, hope it's worth it, everybody. I hope this is worth Daniel Jeremiah, everybody. All right, cool. Let's get into it. I, I don't see it on the screen. It's up. It's up. It's up right now. Good. Let's get it. Okay. Number one, Trevor Lawrence. Well, duh. Okay. I mean, we understand that. And I'm starting to go into ASMR mode a little bit. Wow. We're, we're happy. Wow. I like that, Coos. But let's be honest, though. We're talking about Trevor Lawrence, Coos. New details have come to light. We broke that down before a little bit. He's a big Justin Bieber fan. Can't get behind it. Miley Cyrus, sure. Zach Brown Band, why not? But the Biebs, and I understand when I talk about bad about Justin Bieber, there might be another show that might be on one time or a couple times in the future that's going to be mad at me about this. I'm not a Justin Bieber guy. Enough said. So I like the pick, but I don't like Trevor Lawrence liking Justin Bieber. Let's continue. Next we go to, and let's get more Gorilla Warfare in my face right now so you can really see the intensity that I'm bringing to the table. Pick number uh, two, Kadarius Tony, wide receiver. <sighs> you know, uh, because I get what you're trying to do right now, Rock. You're trying to say, okay, we're, we're going with speed. Urban Meyer loves speed, but there's other needs that need to be addressed, and I'm not sold that he's going to be a guy that gets the ball 10 to 15 times a game like I want out of my first-round ride receivers. So I don't like this pick whatsoever. Pick number 33. Kuz, give us the wow alert again. That, we are so, wow. Hey, hit the off-the-rails button on yourself uh... right now. Hit the off-the-rails button right now. That's not so you. good at Simon. That, that's you right now. I know, I know. I that's got excited. Right I, I got, I jumped. Coos, if we have to, I will take this camera over there and I will. Okay. <laughs> anyways, I'm not threatening anybody. All right. Anyways, pick number 33, Pat Fryermuth. Now listen, we have a new segment on the show. When Pat Fryermuth gets taken, I give a Pat Fryermuth fun fact. I am getting more frustrated at Pat Frymuth and the content that he puts on social media. I stalked him on Twitter today. I went back in the search history about eight to nine months. 
all he tweets about is football. He has literally never had a, a free thought about anything else. Now, fun fact of the day, I guess he likes Peter Griffin and Homer Simpson, so I think he likes the Simpsons and Family Guy because that's his Twitter cover photo. Everything else on Pat Frymuth is straight football. I almost think that we're getting catfish. I don't think Pat Frymuth is even a real person. Look up his social media and tell me differently, but nevertheless, it's a draft need alert. So slow. So slow to the gun. And then it's a draft need alert. Simon so out of battery? Shot, shot clock violation is big time. Okay. Next, let's go with uh, pick number 45. Landon Dickerson. Guard or center, interior offensive line, Alabama. Once again, pick number 45. Okay, you want to upgrade the depth a little bit? That's fine. But he's not playing center. 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 He's not playing center because, well, you got Brian, Brandon, Brian, or Bra- I'm messing it up so bad, everybody, and I don't even care because my circadian rhythms are so off. Look it up; it's a real thing. Brandon Linder's playing center right now, so he's not taking Brandon Linder's spot. So unless he takes AJ Can or Noah's spot, what are we doing at a death pick at pick number 45? Are you a Roll Tide fan? You might be in that profile picture, and I wouldn't put it past you. Next, uh, and why is the screen so messed up on this, Coos? Why does it get so small? now all of a sudden i'll fix it okay you know, i mean just saying uh pick number 65 trey sermon okay that's an urban meyer special obviously running back it is what it is but now let's get into oh and, and i'm sorry how many draft needs alerts have we only had one draft need alert so far one coos right one one okay prior muth we're, we're we're going to pick 106 right now and we only have one draft need alert and i'm getting more grilled warfare i'm coming up with the over angle now they call it the over angle in the business uh pick 106 richard lecount safety georgia hit, hit a draft need alert goose <laughs> did some research on this guy i've watched the film i've checked the tape four Good player f- what Good player. What was his 40 time, Brent? <laughs> Not 4-3 or 4-4. Brent, what was his 40 time, though? 4-7. What was his, uh, a little higher. No way. 4-7 four, four, been... four, something. Oh, 4-7-7. Higher. 4-7-9. Lower. 4-7-8. This is the Price is Right game right now. The, 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 the shot clock went up. This guy, this guy ran a 4-7-8, everybody. At his pro day. Goose hit it. Not saying that's a big deal. But I'm just saying, I ran a 4-8 at the combine. Okay? And you're going to bring the safety at pick, uh, at pick whatever he is, pick uh, 106. And that's a pretty high pick. And he's going to come in and run a 4-7-8 as your starting safety. I don't think so. So uh, Brent likes him a lot, I guess. But Brent, you know what Brent didn't do, though? Brent didn't check the film. Brent didn't watch the film of the 40-yard dash time at his pro day because that's that's a little too slow for my liking. Also, how's his health? He got that bad accident, too, on campus. Yeah. So I, I wonder Maybe about that could have affected the, the 40 time a little bit. Well, it could have. That's, yeah. that's a good point. Did, did he run the 40 just recently? Uh, four weeks ago. Oh, he did? Uh, according okay, so to my research. Back, so he's back to good health then. Okay, enough to uh, run. Uh, according to the film. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, pick 130, interior defensive line, Tyler Shelvin, 6'3", 246 pounds. Don't call him interior defensive lineman. Just call him a nose tackle because he's not going to play defensive end in a 3-4 defense. He is far too big. Um, the, the, the scouting profile on this guy, they all say the same thing. Big-bodied guy, hard to move, great in the run game, but sometimes can lack effort and lacks conditioning. Lacks effort 
and lax conditioning are the two things that it's almost like uh, Candyman. Uh, in the movie Candyman, when you say Candyman three times, he Candy appears. Man. If you say lax conditioning or lax effort three times in a mirror, Joe Cullen's going to appear, and guess what? It ain't going to be pretty. You're going to be doing <laughs> shuttle runs and up-downs and all this stuff, all while he's yelling at you until he loses his voice. So I don't like that pick really at all either. I get it from a depth perspective, but it's only from a nose tackle. I want more diverse guys. I want depth at defensive ends. I want depth that, you know, nose tackles, but they can come in on sub packages. This guy can't give you that at pick 130. Pick 145, Shy Smith, South Carolina wide receiver. Pick 170, Trey Norwood, Oklahoma. Pick 227, uh, Miller, for, uh, you know, too too much to pronounce. And by the way, way too many sure? picks here. Way, way too many picks here. And I understand the Jaguars have a lot of picks. Should have made a trade. So let's break it down now because I'm, my hand is getting tired from holding this camera, from going into gorilla mode if you will, with all due respect to King Kong. So Matthew Rank, or Rank, I got issues, man. I got issues with Kadarius Tony. I got issues with Landon Dickerson. And I definitely got issues with the safety running a 4-7-8. Okay? So I hope you want an intensity because you got it. You asked for it. Don't don't mess with the ball because you can get the horn, son. That's uh, what, what movie is that from, Coos? Breakfast Club, you're way off. Go ahead and buzz yourself again. Um, so with that being said, crappy, crappy, crappy mock draft. Horrible mock draft. One of the worst I've ever seen. I'm sw- Look at my armpits. Look at how much I'm sweating right now because I'm so fired up over your mock draft. I'm mad at Daniel Jeremiah, but that's another story for another day. At the end of the day, hey, Matthew Ronick, Ronick, whatever your name is, go ahead and buy a new mock draft. And while you're at that, Go ahead and ask Pat Sajak for some more vowels in your last name. Add one. Just add one more vowel to that last name and be normal. Brett, you know what to do. Yeah, that'd be consonants. We need more vowels. Um. Yeah. <laughs> Brent, I said ask Pat Sajak to buy more vowels oh, for your last name. I'm done. <laughs> I, I just took the camera on the ground, so I don't even... I'm probably going to be paying for that. I'm done. You probably are. Did uh, did did it say? I can't read it. Uh, it's very bright out here. Did it say Miller Forrestal? Is that who it was? Uh, who who uh, was he late in the pick there? Oh, I, is that the Alabama tight end? Uh, yeah. Okay. Just want to. Every time I hear that name, I want to reference Trevor Lawrence's high school, Cartersville. That's the kid that Trevor bumped out of the quarterback spot. Gotcha. He was in high school. There see, go, see, stalking Trevor Lawrence has paid off. <laughs> I'm shocked your mark, everybody. Camera's down, by the way. The camera's down. I imagine it is. Um, Nice work uh, once again. By the way, Matthew, your uh, mock has been shocked, and a camera has been broken. Yep. But nonetheless, we'll still send you a T-shirt. We'll see. Maybe. Make sure it's missing some consonants or some vowels. I don't know how you had English class, Brent, but where I come from, (laughs) he's missing some vowels in his name. I misheard. I, yeah. I was, no, the, no, I was the person that had the full no. puzzle, and I said it the wrong way no. right there. No, it's all good because you're talking to your friends from Boston, and that's fine. You're talking about Larry Bird right now, and we're supposed to be taking Shock Your Mock extremely seriously. I am. Okay. Uh, you did a ter- terrific job once again. Cool. By the way, for the folks that haven't got their T-shirts yet, which is all of you, they'll be coming <laughs> soon. Believe me, I have the shirts. They will be going out, but I am... Uh, that's fine because I'll just hold it like this the whole time. <laughs> That's cool. We are the customer service department as well. Just remember, just remember that. Yeah. So uh, coming soon, uh, I will be reaching out for your addresses and sizes, except for like one. We've given out a shirt every day except for one, I think. You might have held another back. 
Uh, well, yeah, with different sizes. One has to get cut up. There's a lot of things that are getting intricate here of how we got to design these T-shirts, but it's, it's happening. Don't worry. Yeah, we need to add some staff for this. Yeah. Hey, uh, uh, we're going to have Daniel Jeremiah on a little bit. I don't want. I, I may ask him this a little bit, but uh, we've seen a guy like Mike Mayock go kind of from the positioning of where Jeremiah is in, in talking about all these guys and analyzing the draft and talking about college players. Really does a good job of it. Uh, there's this library in their head, you know, of of what each team needs and how they fit. I mean, I think it's a very difficult job. But Mayock went from that to teaming up with John Gruden in in Oakland first and then Las Vegas. And uh, I think it's like, I don't know how people are on Mayock right now. Do you think it's like working? Do you think they're like still in wait and see mode? Uh, how do you think people feel about Mayock? And, and let's leave Gruden out of it, but the job that he's doing. Okay, I'm going to say one thing. i got to be careful to answer this question because his daughter liked one of my tweets today. So she might be listening. So i got to be careful about how I play this here. I think with Mike Mayock... You know, anytime you get a high-profile guy like that in that position, it's going to come with more eyeballs to him. And I think overall what you've seen from from the draft talent, it's been kind of hit or miss. I mean, the one that sticks out to me is passing up on Josh Allen for who it was, uh, Colin Fer- not, um Yeah, Farrell. Farrell, yeah, yeah. Not yeah. Colin Farrell, but whatever, yeah. Cleveland Farrell. Cleveland Farrell. Yeah, yes, Will Farrell. Coos, go ahead and get yourself <laughs> Yes, it was Will Ferrell. Hey, the way um, we were doing with that, he was closer, maybe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, and and that's the big one to me because, you know, to me it was an obvious decision. You, you go with Josh Allen, you need a pass rusher, you get Josh Allen. Now, I think they got Max Crosby that exact same draft, and, and Max Crosby has turned out to be a pretty great player for the Raiders. But sometimes you have a tendency to, to overthink yourself. And when you overthink yourself, when you have all the eyeballs on you, well, that's a recipe for failure. So, you know, I'm just referring to one draft class right now um, from Mayock's perspective. I, j- I think it could be worse. I think it could be better, Brent. I, th- I think he, right now he's kind of in the middle of the road. I'll be honest I, with you. I, I feel like this. First of all, like the first year was a reset, and so whatever, you give him a little honeymoon. I thought they were gathering some momentum. And then I feel like the momentum crashed back down a little bit. Their defense has not been good. They have to repair that defense. They go get Yannick Ngakwe. They make some other moves. So maybe that does help them. Um, but they have resurrected this idea of Derek Carr, you know. And, and Mayock has been bullish on Carr, man. Like, didn't he just recently in this offseason call him a star? Correct. Like one of the star quarterbacks in the NFL? So I really think a lot of their weight is in Derek Carr right now, and it's either going to be their right or wrong. Now, I understand there's a big contract for Gruden, but Mayock, I think he could be a fall guy if the Carr stuff doesn't take its next step. Uh, and, of course, they find themselves in a real peculiar position because they are in the Kansas City Chiefs division. Mm. And then on top of that, now they got Justin Herbert with the Chargers, and that's a talented football team. So it's hard to kind of get through the AFC West to begin with. But uh, I feel like it's been back and forth. And the reason I bring that up is I was almost a little bit more surprised we didn't hear Daniel Jeremiah's name in this cycle of GMs. We heard Lewis Riddick a little bit, but I don't think we heard Daniel Jeremiah as much. And I think they could go to that well again. Uh, I, I think we will see that well dug into again in the NFL. And maybe Jeremiah does end up as a GM someday. 
Yeah, at the end of the day, when we're talking about, you know, Mayock and, and what he's been able to do, I say this all the time. The, the one thing that the GM will always be related towards is the quarterback position. And if you look at Derek Carr's stats last year, they weren't bad. Now, is Derek Carr a top five quarterback in the NFL? No. So, it, it, but it's almost like, you know, you're okay right now. I think a lot of teams in the NFL, they had Derek Carr as a starting quarterback. They would, they would take that over what they have at the moment. So when you put that in the narrative, then it's like, well, is Mayock doing that bad of a job? Maybe not. Yeah, that's a fair point, but but he got to take a step now. I mean, this is going on a few years of this. Uh, now they have a big draft coming up, and, and they've got to fix that defense uh, to go along with some progress on offense. Uh, and they've got a great weapon in Waller to go along with a, maybe a, a rising QB in Derek Carr and some pieces on the offensive side of things. All right, we'll be back. We're live at Osprey Cove Golf Club. Daniel Jeremiah does join us in the 4.30 uh, half hour, so we've got that coming up. More football talk on the way as well. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Brent Martineau. The freaking Jacksonville Jaguars are 14-12 and 12 all-time against one of the best organizations, quite frankly, in all of sports. Austin Lane. Get him, Brent. Get him, Brent. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. I did ask him... <laughs> If obviously he was going to be with us, because if I'm coming back, I'm coming back because I see him as my quarterback and the rest of the team. I want to pick up where we left off. And he told me that he's he's with us and he's here to stay. And he said, you know, let's go Hawks. And I'm not going to quote his every word or um, these words are not his words verbatim, but these are my explanation of how I interpreted what he said. That is Carlos Dunlap. Yep. Wow. Deduction right there. Carlos Dunlap talking about Seattle Seahawks, Russell Wilson. Very interesting. A couple of things that are said over the last couple of days on a couple of different fronts. That's a lot of uses of the word couple in about 30 seconds. Brent Martin of Austin Lane out here at Osprey Gulf Golf Club. Right over the border in Georgia, by the way. Tiger Woods uh, speeding at 84 to 87 miles an hour in a 45-mile-an-hour zone. That's big news today about the uh, report issued, and he allowed that information to be shared uh, with the public. And uh, officials shared that today, coming off that car accident out in California now, uh, a, a little bit ways back. So that's one of the big stories. Um, that's not why we're here at Osprey Cove Golf. We're here to part of the Dream 18 because, uh, well, you can get discounted golf with the Dream 18 card. ESPN690.com. Here during Masters Week. Where also it is in the state of Georgia, of course. Uh, it is just $69 for the Dream 18 guard card. So go check it out, ESPN690.com. But that was Carlos Dunlap talking about Russell Wilson and said, hey, basically he was told by Russell Wilson, hey, I'm going to be around, man, so come on over. So Russell Wilson's still helping recruit guys, mm-hmm. and now you got to believe him. He's going to be around. The question is no longer is he going to be around for like this year, Austin. It's how long will Russell Wilson be in Seattle? Do you think in two years, I don't know, maybe two and a half years, let's set the over-under, uh, that Russell Wilson, oh, let's just do this. Will Russell Wilson finish his career in Seattle, or will he be somewhere else? He's going to be someplace else. Without question. Uh, yeah, I think he's going to be someplace else, without question, yes. Uh, I just think, okay, so he's with the Seahawks this year. But if you listen to my rant yesterday about the Houston Astros a little bit, a little bit people do not forget. And while this year, depending on how it goes, now if you win a Super Bowl, then maybe it's going to be water underneath the bridge, right? But I think that 
you know, the the the, the past couple of years with Russell Wilson his, his playing and what's transpired in Seattle, that that's been building. It's been building and it's building, and it reached you know the the, the high point. It was where it's like, hey, I want to go someplace else. No, he never came out and said that directly, but his agent said he's open to it. And if his agent says something, that means Russell Wilson wasn't happy either. So just because it's it seems hunky dory right now in Seattle doesn't mean, depending what happens this year, but doesn't mean that they're all good to go from the you know from from now on. I still think next year we'll be having the same conversations and maybe even more aggressive conversations uh, with Russell Wilson. Well, what's interesting here in this in, in this kind of talk, Austin, is when we see players these days want to leave, they often get what they want. Now, Deshaun Watson's a different situation right now because of all the stuff going on. But we, we, we've we named the names, right, from Yannick Ngakwe to Jalen Ramsey here to all the other players, Micah Fitzpatrick, you name it. Uh, but this is an interesting one where it sounds like there was some possibility of a divorce, but it smoothed out enough for him to be back. Will he be happy being back, and could that mend the fence long term? It reminds me a little bit more of like Aaron Rodgers kind of discussions, where it seems always rocky at times, right? With Aaron Rodgers, we just talked about this the other day. Mm-hmm. It seems like it's rocky times, but he ends up in Green Bay, and he's the starting quarterback in Green Bay. He's the MVP from Wisconsin uh, once again. So. I wonder if it feels a little bit more like and ends up like, hey, there could be reports of a divorce happening between Seattle. There could be a move made. But at the end of the day, he's back there with Pete Carroll and, and Seattle. See, I think it's worse than Aaron Rodgers, though. Because, yes, was Aaron Rodgers you know, maybe a little disrespected when they drafted Jordan Love? Possibly. You know, w- Was he disrespected when they didn't draft the skill position a couple years ago? Poss- uh, in the first round? Possibly. But... Aaron Rodgers has never once came out and said, or his representation has never once come out and said, hey, we, we want to go here, or we want to go here. That's happened with Russell Wilson. Like, Russell Wilson, you know, wanted to go to Dallas if he's, he's open to it. He wants to go to Chicago if he's open to it. Like, those conversations have never happened with Aaron Rodgers. Now, has Aaron Rodgers been upset? More than likely, yes. But you've never got the, the idea. It's never been put in our head where it's like, well, he, he may go someplace else. When the agent comes out and says he's open to going here and going there, that adds another element to me, and it shows that, yeah, they're really contemplating, they're really thinking that, putting that energy out there that they want to go someplace else. At some point, will it make sense for them to go someplace else? He is nine years into his career, be a decade into his career. Have we seen the best football from Russell Wilson? Does he have a lot more good football to go? Could they reset the QB position? Like, could a divorce at the end of the day be good for Seattle if it happens in, uh, say, the next two years or so? From Seattle's perspective, I think it would be bad. Now, it depends what you get for him, obviously, going forward. And if he's unhappy, he's unhappy. You don't keep an unhappy guy around. But Russell Wilson has given us no reason to think that he's not going to be a top-five quarterback for at least the next five, six years. I mean, he's playing at a very high level. Now, I get it. He kind of fell off towards the end of the season. But to me, that wasn't on him. To me, that was Pete Carroll trying to have his defenses back a little bit and stick to a dying identity that wasn't theirs in the be- to start with this season and try to, you know, I guess kind of taper off R- Russell Wilson and, and kind of rein him, rein him in a little bit instead of using that arm talent, instead of using DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett and actually kind of handicapping their offense. Yeah, well, we'll see. I, I, I don't know how this one ends up, but I still don't feel like it ends up him somewhere else in the near future. It might be down the road, so maybe asking, will he finish his career down, you know, 
or, or not in Seattle. I think that's iffy. But I do think in, in the short term, I think he's going to be there. The one other thing I thought was interesting, I'll just mention it real quick. Did you see where Steve Young, obviously a BYU guy, said, hey, the, the Jets are picking Zach Wilson? And, like, Joe Douglas, I think, didn't even really dispute it. Mm. Um, so it's like Steve Young kind of throwing out the smoke, you know? Yeah, yeah. Or maybe maybe it's a foregone conclusion. Like, could we have really the first two picks already be done, essentially, and the team's almost readily ready to admit that? Um, well, you never said they're going to be done because trades can happen, right? I mean, r- ridiculous trades at the last second could take place. But, no, I mean, I think it's it's been – once they got rid of Sam Donald, the writing has been on the wall. And I think that that is Zach Wilson number two. Now, whether, you know, management from the Jets want to come out and say that, that's on them. But, like, we, um, you know, as fans or people that cover the sport, I think we all know what's going to happen with Zach Wilson going to New York. Yeah, I, I think, well, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I read that and I was like, well, could this be a little bit coy on the part of Joe Douglas? Be like, well, you think what you want to think. I mean, yeah, but like, I mean, possibly. But like this, I mean, this isn't the first year this has happened. Like last year, I think everyone knew Joe Burrow is going to Cincinnati, and I think even with Washington, uh, you know, their edge rushers that they had uh, with depth and everything, they still were taking Chase Young. Like I think it was, you know, we we're all in agreement that Chase Young was going number two, and then you know Jeff Picudo, what is he going to go to Detroit? Well, he does, but like there's maybe some room for debate there. But I think even last. Year, Joe Burrow, Chase Young were one and two uh, decisively. Yeah, uh, well, that's a good point. And I think even go back to Wentz and Goff and all that. So, yeah, maybe maybe you're right. Uh, all right, let's uh, take a break. We come back, we have DJ Daniel Jeremiah from the NFL Network. Looking forward to the conversation. He's one of my favorites in the business. Let's do it next. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. We talk some football when we come back. You know, you put him out there, one, he needs to have an opportunity to earn what he gets, right? You can't just come in and be the number number two overall pick and be given a job. Right now, they just don't have a veteran quarterback on the roster. One, they have to do that. Two, they have to let it happen organically. You can't put a C on his shoulder. Everything has to be earned. And they don't have the personnel right now to win ugly. That's part. We got Daniel Jeremiah coming up shortly here on Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. I don't think there's anybody that uh, I respect more than these guys that can go through the 700 plus draft players, mm-hmm. know exactly who they are when you ask about them, mm-hmm. and then know exactly where they would fit with the team potentially. Yeah. You know, I mean, listen, we know the Jags, but I don't know what the Buffalo Bills need. Sure. You know? <laughs> so uh, I think these guys are really good. Uh, Daniel Jeremiah will join us in, in just a moment. Um, I, he, by the way, obviously is a fan of Trevor Lawrence. Uh, Trevon Morig uh, is someone we talked about yesterday. What I'm interested to find out is. No, uh, but I should preface this. It, it's Merig. Merig? Yeah. Just uh, so you know. Because I, I don't want you to embarrass us in front of Daniel Jeremiah. That's fine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the. Uh, well, Austin with an E. I mean, come on. Uh, the with the position. People ask me about this twenty-five pick, and this is what I say: they could go in a bunch of different directions, right? Yeah. They could go that safety. They could go defensive line, especially without Tyson Alualu. Now they could go edge rush depth, or you know, potentially how they feel about Chase on. They could go for even more than depth in that spot. They could go wide receiver. I don't see them going running back, but. There really are four or five positions, mm-hmm. and and I don't even know how I would rank them, uh, because again I think it's 
how you feel about almost the other picks they're going to get, 33 and 45. The most glaring need is tight end, yet you don't think they're going to get a tight end at 25 because there's not a guy worth reaching for at 25, at least according to the mocks. Yeah, and obviously there's not a glaring need at the wide receiver position. It can be upgraded, but when Urban Meyer comes out and says that he's looking at speed and you see kind of the offenses that he ran at Florida and Ohio State – well, then all of a sudden, maybe like a you know, maybe like a guy like Kadarius Tony or somebody like that, that that fast, shifty, mobile dude makes a lot of sense at twenty five, even though it's not your top need in the first round. Yeah, and and I think that's going to be the conundrum where the the Jags are in, and and depending on who's on the board, the beauty of it for the Jaguars in that situation is, eh, whatever you don't get at twenty five, you get a really good chance of getting at thirty three. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. To me, the big one is safety, because you know. I, I think most people would agree that Merrig is, you know, far above ahead of everybody else. You know, I think wide receivers at that position, um, you can make an argument for a couple of guys. You know, Rondell Moore, um, you know, if the guy from Florida. I mean, there's a lot of dudes there that, you know, you can make an argument for. But from that safety spot, I think if Merrick falls there, it's like, well, that is a draft need. And he's a guy that can come in and play right away in this defense. And obviously in that 3-4 defense that we've been talking about, the safety is, is vitally important, especially that free safety. So I think outside of the safety position, like to me, if Mary gets taken, you know, whatever, maybe he goes top 15, which very well could happen. Then to me, you have in terms of value, whatever you see fit. But I think if he falls to at 25, it's hard to justify passing him up because he's so far ahead of everybody else, it seems like, in the safety class. Yeah, and that's fair. Uh, Is he or – that's the question we always ask ourselves. Is he or is that where we're seeing all the mock drafts and the consensus from the analysts, right, the prognosticators? Uh, If they were to go wide receiver, a lot of times that would be um, an exciting pick. Would you almost be disappointed? If if they go wide receiver? Yeah, because if I go wide receiver, you're thinking to yourself at 25, well, we could have got that at 33, couldn't we, at 45? Yeah. We ca- are well, we reaching for Rondale Moore? Do we, is Kadarius Tony really the fit that we want here? You know, do you sense that some people, although that's a sexy position, that people could be like, yeah, but. Yeah, I mean, overall, um, would I be disappointed? Once again, it all depends how the draft shakes out. If you lose Merrick, and I guess the reason why I guess I'm so on Merrick more than, you know, maybe a guy like uh, Javon Holland out of Oregon um, or somebody else, like Richie Grant out of Central Florida, because Merrick is the only guy that's listed in the first round. Everybody else is second, third round quality. So, like, to me, that sets him apart. Now, whether or not the scouts are right, you know, we'll see. But the fact that you only got one safety, for for lack of a better word, that's going to be in the first round more than likely – and the guy that could be second best up in Javon Holland's a little undersized, and you're really wondering, you know, how much weight he can put on his frame, that makes you a little nervous as well. So if the safety's gone in the first round and there's a wide receiver there, then you know what? I'm going to leave it up to Urban Meyer, and I'm, I'm going to trust in Urban Meyer's decision. But obviously, it's got to be a, a quick, dynamic playmaker guy like Tony. Um, you know, I think like guys like Tutu Atwell, you can get in the second round. So really the only guys we're talking about here, I feel like, is if Tony slips to you or if for some reason the draft shakes out to be even extra crazy and maybe you got like an Alabama receiver that's around that area that you can trade up and go get. Hey, where is Christian Barmore gone? <laughs> he was on every mock draft. Yeah. Did they do so much work on the defensive front? By the way, Kuz, just let me know if DJ is on. Um, I'll make sure I didn't miss that that you told me. But uh, uh, did they do so much work on the defensive front that now Barmore 
isn't even considered in Jacksonville anymore. He was on everybody's mock draft at 25. Yeah, no, I still think he's considered. But obviously, you know, if you're outside of Jacksonville and you're in the national media, you see what Jacksonville's been able to do, and it's like, okay, well, they, they've addressed the situation. Um, they can look elsewhere, right? Because it, it's really rare where you're going you're gonna to bring in what? I think they brought in now three defensive tackles, it would be, Brent? Uh, or would it be four? I think uh, Malcolm Brown, Robertson Harris. Uh, Jaid, uh, so ja- so. F- Three, Alualu didn't go. Um, yeah, I guess. I feel like I'm missing somebody. We though. might be missing somebody. So let's just call either three or four. It doesn't yeah. matter here for the sake of argument. So let's say they bring either three or four defensive tackles. Well, you see that, it's like, okay, well, that went from being a glaring need to now that could be a position of strength. Now, once again, how much research are you doing on the defense, what they're going to run, and, and then the depth and all that stuff? I'm not sure what the national media does in terms of the Jacksonville Jaguars, but I still think Christian Barmore is a guy you have to be discussing because, once again, kind of like the Merrick effect a little bit, where he probably is the unequivocal top defensive tackle in this draft. Now, maybe you get him in the second round. Maybe he slips, but I'm just saying he's probably going to be the best one, at least what it looks like on paper and what the experts are saying about it. Yeah, um, just give me an update. Uh, Daniel Jeremiah slated to join us. I will say this. I knew his schedule was pretty tight. Those guys, the NFL Network, and helping us set up Jeremiah have been fantastic. Um, and uh, they got us Bucky Brooks uh, a couple weeks ago as well. But uh, I did get an email, and they said that they um, he had a TV commitment coming up, and so it really had to be a tight window. Uh, but I haven't heard from him yet, so maybe it's maybe it's not <laughs> happening. <laughs> so he what Get, uh, no go ahead finish it and then i'll say what i gotta say <laughs> oh it, it what no i'm gonna say this Get ready, because now we're going to get your new Shock Your Mock t-shirts where I got bumped for Daniel Jeremiah, and all I got was this t-shirt. Because that's coming out, too, by the way. So well, get ready for that. This might have been on me. I think they changed to a last-minute call, and we were supposed to call them, Coos. So I'm sending you a number uh, right away here so we can get them on for just a few minutes. Because I didn't see that email with um, where, where instead of him calling in, they were calling us. So uh, got a lot going on here, trying to do a little TV and uh, and trying to do a little radio and trying to organize Daniel Jeremiah. So um, maybe we'll catch him, maybe we won't. If not, we'll reschedule for another time um, on him. But let's <laughs> – the the cell service – you were walking through this here, but the coups, the cell service is not working well, and I'm not going to give out his number over the phone. Do it. <laughs> over the air. Do it. Everyone cover your ears real quick. <laughs> I'm in a system now. I'm in a predicament here where I really want to just give you the number, Coos, but I'm having a hard time. You just got it. If he can't do it, Coos, don't worry about it, and we'll slate him for another time. That was a little bit on me. I didn't see the latest email that uh, said that we were supposed to call him. So my fault on that front, people. I was literally looking forward to DJ. So if we get him for a minute or two, we get him. If we don't, uh, we don't. <laughs> hey, do we, hey. Do you, go ahead. There's a lot going on over here, man. I, I'm trying. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to. I'm trying to do TV off my phone sure. on Tiger Woods front. Sure. The cell service is not great, oh, so I'm yeah. trying to send stuff back for TV, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm not handling it all well. Do you see? I'm you, flustered you, at the moment. You see where that Larry Bird talk got gotcha? you? You see where that got gotcha? you? Yeah. It's now not we're good. flustered. Yep. Now we're all flustered. Well, if we need audio, I, I did a quick random interview today with Tony Khan about AEW, so we can plug that if you want. You did, huh? Yeah. How did that go? It was good. Yeah, they reached out because Mike Tyson's going to be on the show tonight, so they want to do something real quick with Tony. 
Uh, I got yeah. you. Cool. Um, all right. Hey, let's take a break. Uh, I probably missed a, a fire on Daniel Jeremiah, so we'll try to get him uh, before the draft again. Uh, but uh, I know he's got some commitments. Let's take a break. we got football at 5 coming up. We'll talk more about the draft anyway. And uh, I like where we're going with that, though. 25, 33, and 45 are as interesting to me now as just about anything that's been around in the draft. I mean, one is a foregone conclusion, and that's fascinating, and that's unbelievable. But now 25, 33, and 45 uh, are, are really interesting to see what positions the Jaguars take. You hope they get three really good players, but I'm fascinated about which positions uh, they will go with that. We'll take time out. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. An hour to go here on the show.